Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome to our wonderful listeners out there in episode 68 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. With too much talking and pets is barely enough. My name's Dr. Robbie Ann and I'm joined this week as I am every week by my mate, Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Oh, I'm very good. I'm very good, Robbie. Hey, I, question uh, without notice. Can I have that glass of water? Yeah, get into awesome it, mate. Packs, yeah, mate. go for it. No, I'm good, mate. I, um, we're, we're, in a, uh, we're in the echo chamber, I reckon, the still. The echo chamber, yes. Yeah, we're in the toilet in in the, uh, <laughs> in the, the toilet. Toilet. <laughs> We've just gone down to like, no, that was a bit weird, you know? <laughs> Maybe we should start this episode again. Yeah, no? that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we are we are certainly not in the toilet block. No, no, no. We're, we're recording in uh, in the kitchen of our house that's still currently not not been renovated, and so we're uh, yeah. There's a, there's an awful lot of um, sheer walls very close by, so there's a lot of sound uh, reverberation. We're also trying our new uh, lapel mic as well on uh, Lewis's. Well, not not on his lapel, but on his non llama 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 hair shirt. So so if you think I'm sounding very ASMR, it's the, <laughs> it's the new. Well, it's actually the fact that the mic's set up against his throat, like he's some guy that's had a David tracheostomy. Oh, you know? yeah. 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 All righty. Oh, it is a bit loud, isn't it? All right, now. All right, mate. So, what do you, you got anything for yeah. us this week? So, um, I've been writing articles for the for the local newspaper. So, oh, you, um, you are a celebrity, mate. So a local journalist. Local Robbie. journalist. Yeah. And, and the good part is, like, so even though it's just in the Monash Leader, but apparently I'm in like you know six local papers or well, something well, like well. that. Don't give it just, mate. In yeah. the Monash Leader, you're better than that. You, oh, do you think are I'm better than? I think. The, you are the local celebrity vet. Oh, that, oh what do you think? Yeah. Oh, oh, you're the go-to guy, mate. Go- well, that, well, that's exactly. I had the photographer out the other day taking some photos. Yeah, because they, rather than using all the stock images of me from six years ago when I had a full head of hair oh, you know yeah well I did notice mate that new one you got in the kitchen there with the little the the the, uh, the glamour shot was the that, glamour that shot just last week wasn't yeah it? it was it was just over the back of the shoulder like that yeah it was <laughs> blue great. steel blue steel I did have to do a little bit of touch-up work you know on the uh a little bit of paint brushing you really? know yeah. just to give me a better bit, bit better complexion the, the lights washed me out Lewis was terrible right you know? did yeah, you have yeah, a spray yeah. tan beforehand to get ready I, I, I did yeah yeah and the hard part was, was I was trying to get the spray tan down around in the hard to reach areas down around the bottom I've ended up with this big hand mark and I'm a, I'm, I'm a right bum check I didn't realize i was spraying at the time terrible thing yeah? well that works well for when you ripped your pants mate well that's exactly right yeah because it's it's funny you mentioned that because uh, i've actually got the aforementioned oh, pants right here right. right so um so so um you know people that are on instagram will, will, will know that Oof. uh you know, that, that, that is that is a coast to coast it's gone right right from right from the crutch right up to the uh the the the, the belt uh, the back of the belt now the um so i was leaning bending down to try and pick up a dog to take an x-ray and it wasn't a huge dog um and i was there with mel like okay rightio mel let's let's go one two and then just as i've gone to cl- clench the glutes to try and then zip straight up and i've gone oh geez i think i've just ripped my pants a little bit and i've looked down and i've gone oh my goodness there's no pants left <laughs> It's insane. Now, now you know, I, I've, I've got some some underpants of disrepute, you know. So one, ones that have been, you know, that, that have been well well worn and are not quite, they're, they're frayed in areas where underpants shouldn't be frayed. But today happened to be a new underpants day. Oh, so I was good, lucky. mate. So in the, in the, in the parlance of the, the, the bullet injury, it wasn't a through and through. It wasn't a tear. through and through. No, no, not at all. No, it was only went through one layer. No, no, no. It, was, it sort of stopped internally, which was good. Yeah. Um, so, so then I've, um, yeah, I got, oh, so I've got a spare pair of pants at work, so that's great. That's good. You know, interest, what, interesting. Why is that? Is that for? 
the normal messes perhaps on the pants or was it for this incident you thought well, one day it, it's actually for the normal messes because these pants actually have a little tear in the crotch as well but these ones are much smaller <laughs> right so they're not ones smaller where, pants or smaller tear smaller much smaller tear in bigger pants oh I bigger thought, pants smaller tear <laughs> so it's great I, I was noticing today that i was thinking no, much you're higher talking a little bit higher yes so yeah, i wondered yeah. if it was the lapel mic <laughs> or if it was the new pants are just a slight little bit tight. Or maybe when they're gonna when they're gonna uh, repair those pants, you can repair it. You just ask them, just uh, put a few extra stitches in a there. Few, a few extra stitches yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. We won't go any further into what no. those stitches are called. No, no. Because Jessica says our wives do listen to this. No, you know? that's not good. That's not good in there. So, so I've gone to work today, and um, and I've gone. Okay, right. So, uh, you know, the bedroom's really dark because Christina's still in bed. So I'm trying to find find where my pants are. Okay, right. So I've put the pants on, gone out, gone out, got out of the car, and I've gone to get my bag out of the boot and I parked in the car park and I've, I've sort of felt something sort of tickling on the inside of my leg and what the hell's that and so we've got these little reedy things in the car park and it's sort of poking up on the inside I'm like oh, what the hell I just grabbed my pants and I've got the massive bloody rib in them and so I've gone walking through the car park these clients come and go oh, oh, oh hi Robbie how are you? oh yeah, yeah look sorry I've got a bail I've got to run I've got a, con- got a consult waiting so, so I've rocked in I've gone Jeez, I hope I've got my spare pants, my spare small tear pants up in the cupboard. <laughs> and I did, which was lucky, Ooh, lucky. You know, so I changed into those. And I've gone running out into the waiting room. So I'm sort of running 10 minutes later. I go, oh, right, okay. And there's no one out in the waiting room. It's just someone in the hydro bath. So oh, I was like, oh, jeez. So I said to the nurse, I go, oh, yeah, I'm busting my bum. Quite literally thinking that, I've, you know, that I'm running late. I go, oh, I had it all in my head. I go, right, oh, sorry, I had a wardrobe malfunction. I didn't want to come in here with the pants all ripped. So I had lucky I had a spare pair there. <laughs> there's no one in the waiting room. <laughs> was uh, I wonder if they went to the front desk, those people, and they're like, oh, you know, that, that vet's nice, but he's a bit of a spider, isn't he? You know, as you back along the wall, kind of <laughs> shimmy along the wall, running <laughs> into the with, concert with where this thing is torn, you can't even do that. You know, right. you just have to go in there toga style with a sheet wrapped around me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, fantastic! And, and speaking of being a little bit, um, a little bit, you know, sort of uh, tight and overweight. So we're going back to the story about the writing the uh, writing the articles. So um, with the the wonderful piece that we did uh, a couple of weeks ago about the feeding your cats to happiness, the the um, the journal of uh, feline medicine and surgery article of feeding cats to try and help them out with anxiety and things. So one of the articles I wrote was you know feeding your cat. So I had the title of Feeding Your Cat to Happiness, okay? And so then when the, uh, so every Tuesday now, I'm sort of attuned to when the when the, the leader comes out, I sort of get my little ping in the, in the mailbox. I go, let's see what page I've made it today, you know? <laughs> so I'm usually around page page three. Yes. Sometimes I'm out page five. A couple of weeks I was page nine. So I oh, didn't take that big, personally. Big news week. Big, was, big news was week. Was there a dispute over a fence or something? Oh, in the there, there was fences. There was, there was, there was pigs being walked around out in, uh, out in football <laughs> ovals. You know, there was all, all sorts, all sorts of, you know, local, local issues, Lewis, that, there, you know. There was a tree where a, a limb had fallen down. Yeah, yeah. That so, all pushed you to the back pages. Yeah, so, someone had a piece of toast that looked like it had, you know. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Scott Morrison, but, you know, for, oh, yeah, so ScoMo, some people think they're one and the same, so that's fine. <laughs> like ScoMo thinks they're one and the same. Um, so, uh, but no, so... Uh, so my my feeding your cat to happiness. Once the sub editor got a hold of the uh, got all of the title, they changed it to fat cats need to hunt. Oh, fat cats need to hunt. I thought yours was good, mate. I thought my feeding your cats to happiness That's was fantastic. great, but maybe because it was a very narrow article, that maybe oh, happiness oh. didn't fit in there. So they've gone just what do we can just we can just call it fat cats need to hunt. Maybe maybe the the readership you know they can't handle the longer word. So happiness. 
they've had to cut it back because well, it's quite a long word and they're a bit, you know, these days people can't read now. They, they, they've got a short attention span. I should have come up with a better emoji for it, do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, like a, like a, a cat and then Just a smile. Just a cat emoji, yeah. A, a cat emoji, yeah. And a yeah. thumbs up. A thumb, yeah. <laughs> A smiling cat, yeah, yeah. and a bowl of food, and a, a bowl a of macas, food. No, the little macas, uh, French fries, just there, and then the cat, and then a thumbs oh, up. Yes, righty, yeah, 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 just eat, eat them happy, yeah. eat, eat them happy, absolutely, yeah. So I thought that was a little bit brutal that I'd gone and written this nice article, and then it just hit me with the, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Doctor Robbie, anti-fat cats, you know, it's not <laughs> you, not very fair. Yeah, no, you, especially since I got a fat cat. Do you? Oh, Melvin's a little overweight. Yeah, you know, that's why. I wouldn't say he's overweight, but he's big bone. Oh, big bone, big one hundred, one hundred percent big bone. Especially as he's here and listening. Yeah, absolutely. Don't yeah. hurt his feelings. S- sitting there looking like a you know a, a little a little fur seal, you know. Fimi <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> How about you, mate? What's been happening? Oh yeah, not much. Uh, we've been pretty steady this week. The usual sort of cases. Uh, nothing. Oh, I can't think of anything that's been particularly uh, too exciting or, or podcast worthy. Podcast worthy. Excellent. So we'll just move on to the sponsors. Why not? Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you very much. <laughs> To Zilkeen, yes, uh, big supporter of the podcast. Uh, we, I love using it for for cats and and dogs for those mild anxiety lowering, uh, well those mild anxiety problems. It's really good for lowering um, the anxieties associated with that. It might be car travel, yes, maybe uh, you know we're a bit past it now. But in America, Fourth of July fireworks, right? Okay, yes, yep. to, uh, to to think about well past that. Guy now. Fawkes is coming up in in the UK. Is you it? know, what in, date's in that? November. Remember, really? remember, remember, remember the fifth of November. Don't you remember that? No, you don't know the story I don't behind Guy Fawkes. Fifth of November. Oh, oh, I yeah, know the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dynamite. Yeah. The guy blew yeah. it up. Something. No, yeah. well, he was supposed to blow up Parliament, but it didn't happen, oh, and so right. then they found him. And so then to celebrate, everyone sets off fireworks. Right. Yeah, so this is the blow, short blows their so thumbs off. Going to yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, an interesting um, case that I've used with Zilkeen uh, recently. So I had this um, uh, a lady whose dog has been waking up in the middle of the night. You know, so uh, we were talking about cognitive dysfunction yep. um previously and um she's saying oh so the the blue tablets when i when i give it the blue tablets that it, it sleeps through the night and I go okay well, well that's that's great you know thinking that you know it was um it was alpraz you know um Al- and alprazolam, alprazolam, yeah, alprazolam, yes. yeah. and so i'm talking about well look you know that's i mean if you feel like it's helping well then that's great you know don't you know if it's and it's, and it's not sedating her too much well then go for it because if it's giving her a better night's sleep and you a better night's sleep and this is this is all win this is all upside and she's gone oh can i grab some more went, yeah yeah no problems at all Got on the computer. Was Zilkeen? Wow, boom! Zilkeen. So there, so there you go, Vetkinol. You know, so it, it working really, really well for this dog. It just helps to calm her down enough, so then that way she can sleep through the night and get a better night's sleep. Fantastic. So, when you're saying the blue tablets, I was a bit concerned that maybe you doled out something else, mate. That doesn't help you sleep at night. The, the sildenafil. The stuff yeah. that doesn't help you sleep. The little <laughs> tablet that doesn't help you sleep at night keeps you up. Yeah. At night. Got, got, got an anecdote for that in a couple of weeks too. From uh, thanks from one of our uh, you know the, the friends of the show, Doctor Clint. Udelman, so right. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, no, I think you've already given us that one. Yeah, oh, have I? Yeah, oh, there I think you so go. I did it last the other week. Anyway, oh, there but, you go. But yeah, so we weren't mixing, weren't mixing the blue we'll pills. Cut that one out. Yeah, <laughs> weren't mixing the blue pills. No mixy blue pills. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Alrighty now, um, and also big thanks to our Patreon supporters. Yes, absolutely. Get on board, guys. We really love your support. Uh, really, you're the ones that are keeping the podcast going. Essentially. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, different tiers there. Just uh, go to Patreon.com, follow the link that we got in the show notes, and uh, you can choose a tier. You can subscribe, uh, subscribe each month, and uh, get access to all of our great uh, Patreon Q and A sessions where we a all over your cues. Exactly. Now, I've got an article from the New Scientist. Oh, excellent! That's just top shelf. Yeah, terrific. Uh, 
dogs evolved a special muscle that lets them make puppy dog eyes. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 We talked about this before. I yes. Think you talked about the dogs at the dog shelter. Yes. Making special eye movements. The Rock Johnson. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. Rock Johnson look. The is it one one one, yeah. one eye down and one eye out. Oh, you can do it great. This, this yeah, is yeah. really good for the podcast. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> good visual medium. So yeah, the the Rock Johnson. Anyone knows the Rock's moves? They, yes. they know he lifts up that that one eyebrow. And human selection has resulted in dogs evolving more expressive faces. Yes, we know about that. Neonatalization, the ability yes. to make faces. They have a facial muscle for making the puppy dog eyes oh. that melt many people's hearts oh. that does not exist in wolves. Wow, so there you go. This muscle allows dogs to lift up their inner eyebrow, in inverted commas, because I guess they don't technically have an eyebrow, yes. which makes their eye look bigger. Right. This makes them look more childlike and also rather sad. Oh, yeah. The puppy dog eyes. The puppy dog like, eyes, yeah. the feed me eyes, like the obesity Melvin's eyes. Doing. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. a cat. Oh, he more, more does sort of the, 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 squinty, the, the, the squinty fat cat eyes. It's like, oh, hang on, I've got so much extra insulation in my eyelids that I can't open them any, up anymore. <laughs> do you blink back at him? Because that's like a cat kiss. Yeah, oh, we do. Say. We sort of stare yeah, at him, yeah. stare and go, oh, hi, Melly. Yeah. He's blowing kisses now. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, keep... Yeah, that's inappropriate to my cat. You know, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. How dare you come to my house by kissing my cat? <laughs> it really does make dogs more appealing to us. In 2013, Julianne Kaminsky at the University of Portsmouth and colleagues videotaped dogs interacting with strangers at a shelter to see what made them more likely to be adopted. Right. I think this was the article you checked about, uh, we chatted about a few weeks, yeah, uh, months ago. Months ago, yeah, yeah. The only thing that seemed to have an effect is that uh, is this eyebrow movement, she yes. says. Dogs that made this movement more often were adopted sooner. In dogs, the eyebrow motion is made by muscle above their eyes on the inner side nearer their nose. Yes. Called the... Uh, it's not the orbicularis aurus. It's um, the... Uh, Stumped the, him. Uh, it's the it's a levator uh, oculi. Close. Oh, yeah. oh, look, not I'll give all, you not that. At all. Well, levator anguli oculi media. Oh, well, close enough. <laughs> that was impressive, yeah. mate. Oh, thank you. I was very impressed. <laughs> I would not have had a clue. <laughs> that is very well done. Kudos to you. Five of the six dogs had this muscle. The one exception was a Siberian husky. Right. An ancient breed more closely related to wolves yes. than most dogs. Right. In wolves, which cannot raise their eyebrows as much, this muscle does not exist. Right. In its place, there was a small tendon partially connected to another muscle. Right. So Kaminsky thinks this muscle involved because people favour dogs that make this e expression. Yeah, right. The movement appears to be under voluntary control, but there's no evidence that dogs are intentionally using it to manipulate us. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's more just a thing that it happens to be there, and then they happen to, you know, something good happens to happen, and then they've evolved you know, Darwinian wise that the muscles just passed down. So somewhere else, there, there must have been a wolf. You know, that had a nice little muscle sitting there. and Well, perhaps you yeah, were more likely to bring in the wolf, well, the wolves, or the, you know, even though well, dogs are sort of separated from wolves a long yeah. time ago. They're not really descended there. They've gone different pathways. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but the, um, uh, the, uh, um, they've gone different pathways, but maybe there were some dogs on the other pathway that uh, they brought into the fold more yeah. because they gave the puppy dog eyes. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I think the sounds all right, isn't it? Oh no, it's just sometimes it's rubbing up against your neck. Oh, is yeah, that, yeah, is yeah. That making a problem? Uh, oh, well, it's just I, I can hear it in my in my phones. You might not hear it because you're still you're still hearing the voices, the, the voice in your head. The voices in my head. <laughs> we'll try that. All right, we're we're, we're trying the lapel mic, everyone. Fantastic. So, so we'll see how it goes. All righty.
hit into the disclaimer. So um, all advice on this show is generally nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we've missed anything or if you need any clarification or whether or not Lewis needs to adjust his lapel mic. It's too late. <laughs> it's too recorded. late. It's already it's done. Done. <laughs> done. Too late. If um, you don't like lapel mic, send us, send us, you send us an email. Two com. Yeah. Uh, but bad luck. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag kill the lapel mic. No. <laughs> <laughs> or have a lapel. That might be the thing. You know? Maybe you didn't need to come wearing a, a nice sort of a pleated shirt or something I'll, like that. I'll you do know? that next time. Or maybe a scarf, a neckerchief. Maybe you could hang it off a neckerchief like Matt Preston. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. could do that. Yeah. The cravat. The cravat, cravat. yes. Cravat. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, now, Lewis, I wanted to talk about spleens because I've had many adventures with spleens over the last two weeks. I've removed three spleens in the last two weeks. Wow. It has been insane. Wow. So, um, so, you know, uh, spleen is a... Uh, it's a it's an organ that sits in your stomach, um, and it's a I guess what well, you not in your stomach. Oh, sorry, in your abdomen. Yeah, in your abdomen. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, it's attached to your stomach, but it's in your in your abdomen. So just want to make sure, mate, because you've done three surgeries. Yeah, Do yeah, you yeah. know where the spleen is? <laughs> no, no, I wonder why I had to go actually into the stomach and out of the stomach to find the damn spleen. I know, I know what the ubicularis, you know, yeah, la, 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 whatever that muscle, muscle is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's that spleen Where's again? Spleen? Crap. Oh, oh, Robbie's a great surgeon, but my dog really hasn't been out of whole food down since. Did you take? out the stomach or the spleen yeah yeah no i just attached in one and then came out the other it was fantastic you know yeah yeah the red things connected to my wrist watch what um but this is our seventh podcast in a row today yeah so that's right that's i can understand frame at the edges yes. um so your, your spleen is i guess what you would call a, a secondary immune organ so it is very important what it does is it um i sort of describe it to people it's like a it's like a big bus stop you know like a big bus station so do uh, the bus stop yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah um and then, and then you can do the nut bush as well, if you like. Well, sp- speaking of furrowed Hi, brows, Rosie. here's Rosie. Yeah, Hi, Rosie's Rosie. coming through. Off you go, mate. Off to yeah. the toilet. Out, out to the toilet. Yeah. Yep. Um, she's probably been sitting there staring at Christina raising the inner eyebrow. Yeah, the, the Oculus annularis. Uh, uh, and annularis. Levati. Well, we ask uh, Christina on the way back in if she knows <laughs> the name of the <laughs> The muscle on the inner yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I know the uh, the muscles that she'll be uh, activating in her middle finger to uh, put up and let let us know that she doesn't actually remember it. So, and and um, doesn't want to know. Doesn't want to know. Like no. us. Yeah. So, um, but so, the listeners know now. Oh, the listeners know now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Levator anguli oculi medialis. Fantastic. There Stop you go. The top of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love the way that the Latin it just rolls off your tongue, mate. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just great. You know. Yeah, I have a way with languages. Oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway. only in a very appropriate way that the authorities only see as, as very, very fitting. The authorities. And, and they're, they're the authorities. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. When you have your way with language. Uh, <laughs> all righty. Oh, so, I see where you're going. Spleens. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you do. Um, okay, bring back spleen. So the spleen. Spleen, a big organ that sits in the abdomen. And so what it is, it is basically just full of immune cells. And so what its job is, it's one of the massive producers of immune responses within the body. So um, it gets a lot of blood supply. And so whether if there's any antigens or things in the blood that shouldn't be there, it marinades through all the sinusoids and the, the, the sort of you know, blood vessel parts within the spleen. So the immune system can see it and then produce antibodies uh, if it's something that needs to get cleared out or there's also cells in there that help to try and chew it up and try and clear it out to try and help to uh, clear out things when there have been infections come through. Sometimes it can be involved in production of red blood cells as well but that's usually the main domain of the of the bone marrow but you can sometimes have your spleen do that. So even though it is a pretty big, massive and major organ with what it does, you can actually live without it. 
Wow. You don't need it because we've got lymph nodes. Lymph nodes can do the same thing. So um, so if ever you were going to get a mass in something in your abdomen, your spleen's actually a pretty good one because you can go in there and fish it out. And depending on what the lump is, you've got a reasonable chance that you could be cured of that, uh, of that disease. But the problem is there's a hell of a lot of nasty stuff that can go on in the spleen as well. So um, the, the types of lumps that you'll get in your spleen... Obviously, the big one is cancer, and that's one we always um, always get really worried about. So um, it can either be a cancer that's come up in the spleen or a cancer that's spread to the spleen. So depending on how it looks, sometimes you try and make a bit of a get, and also how the other organs look. So if you've got changes in your lymph nodes or changes in your liver on ultrasound or you know, you've got lumps in your, in your liver, or, uh, sorry, in your lungs on an X-ray or a CT scan, you might start to think, oh, hang on, this might actually have been a cancer that's actually spread to the spleen. But if it looks like it's just localised within the spleen then it might be either that it's a benign lump or it might be that it actually hasn't actually spread yet and so again if you can get in there and get rid of it you've got a chance of trying to clear it out the hard thing is though is that dogs can actually hide lumps in their spleens for quite some time so you know they can get big you know they can be small and cause big problems or they can be big and be fairly sort of innocuous so they sort of pull the stomach over the lump is that how they hide it is that you know they're just like under a little rug or a little something well it's funny you mention that because (laughs) two of these that i've done this in the last two weeks did yeah fair dinkum yeah yeah so um so the what so the your classic signs of a dog with a with a spleen either a we feel it when we're doing a physical examination so that's the reason why the most important thing you can do with your dog is get them in to see your vet for a full thorough clinical examination where your vet's going to have a feel of the tummy and if they have a feel of the tummy they may feel that there is a lump in there and they feel it and go they might not even be able to tell that there's definitely a lump there but they'll go geez, there's something not right here and I really want to check this out. You know, we should do an x-ray, do an ultrasound and check and see, is there something uh, funky going on inside of this abdomen? Um, and one of the dogs that we saw this week, it was actually the owner that picked up on it. So right. so it had been, it, had, it was only a six-year-old dog and so, you know, only coming in for 12-month health check. So it's been a while since we'd seen this dog. Um, and it was the owner that could actually see this funny thing sort of poking out through the side of its abdomen when the dog was lying down on its side and came in and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, right. There's no doubt of this thing's like the feels like there's another six dogs in here. So, wow. um, yeah, I was massive. So, um, so from there, so you, you're rather classic signs is sometimes the dogs just feel a bit miserable you know they're just a bit tired sometimes they can be pale particularly if the if the lump is bleeding um and they'll often lose weight because if there's something that's in the spleen that's sucking out more energy than what it should be the body can only get so much energy in and so if some of that energy is going to the spleen the dog will often lose weight or, or and cat lose condition so Run some blood tests, check and see what's going on, do some imaging, x-rays, ultrasound, and usually then you can isolate and say, yes, this lump is is on the spleen. Hopefully it's not anywhere else because you'll see that on your ultrasound scan. You know, you'll see whether or not it's in the, in the liver. I usually recommend that you tr- try and check the lungs out as well because if it is something that you're worried could be a cancer, if it looks like it's already spread to the lungs, then that's possibly a poorer prognosis you know yes you can still go in there and take the spleen out make the dog feel a little bit better for a period of time but if that cancer is has already spread then you know there's you know that you might not actually extend out that dog's life expectancy without going and seeing the wonderful dr laura broccoli you know or another wonderful oncologist for some for some chemo so friend um, of the podcast friend of the podcast so these three dogs that we saw, they all sort of presented differently. One was um, a dog who the, the owner thought that its tummy was um, becoming bloated when it was on anti-inflammatories because the dogs got um, got a 
bad elbows, bad knees. It's had two um, cruciate surgeries and all that sort of stuff. So it's on anti-inflammatories. And the owner thought that it was that its abdomen was looking a bit bloated whenever it was um, on anti-inflammatories, which is like, okay, right, well, that's not a normal you know, response for what you would see on anti-inflammatories, but we better check this out. Took, it, it took an x-ray. X-ray looked fine. Did an ultrasound and saw a five centimeter mass in the spleen. Now this dog was a very big Rottweiler, so you know, you, you'd no way you'd be able to feel this from the um, from the outside. But there was this five centimeter mass sitting bang in the middle of the spleen. So I was like, "Okie dokie, righty, oh, that's a bit weird. Could this be the thing that's that's causing the bloating in the tummy? It might not be, but." this is a mass and it's not normal and it's only going to get bigger so we better go in there and take it out so we went in there and took that one out patient number two was a dog that was um losing weight and was um not eating really well you know and just was losing just losing condition and seemed really um really unhappy and um you know came in felt felt its abdomen and we could feel an abdominal mass did a did the uh the uh, ultrasound and yet yeah, lump on the spleen big lump on the on the spleen and it was um well the first dog was just a solitary one this was one that looked in a few different sort of bunches but it was it was getting pretty big too it was about sort of a i think it was about six centimeters that one um patient number three was the one where the owner saw the lump coming through the dog's abdomen uh ultrasounded that one and it was huge so it was an 11 kilo dog and the lump was going basically from right up behind the liver to the point where it was hard to tell is this thing in spleen or is it liver going all the way up to the end of the abdomen wow so all three of those dogs we talked to the owners about do you want us to go and do surgery because if it is cancer yes we are probably going to improve your dog's quality of life because we're going to take away something that is big and that is probably making your dog feel miserable but if it is a knee if it's a malignant cancer then this may not be curative you know there is a chance it will do this surgery and then you know may, may not work so went in and took out the first one went in and took out the second one the second one was that was the one that had the nice little stomach blanket so the stomach was basically stuck on the spleen there was omentum which is the, the sort of the curtain covering that's in your abdomen on the front and the back of the spleen and it was adhesed to the abdominal mm. wall so to wow. go in there and try and fish it off of all of that um the third one the third one the spleen was so big that um, you know, I needed a spare pair of hands to try and help to get it out of the abdomen. It was still just adhesed to the omentum, but still in a lot of spots. So there's a, a lot of blood vessels to try wow. and sort of cut off. Now, the interesting thing is all three of those lumps have all come back as non-cancer. Wow. Non-cancerous. So for all three of those dogs, you know, it is, you know, and so the the last one there was um like on the ultrasound, like the, the last one, so the dog was the 11 kilo dog, the, the spleen weighed 850 grams. So it's just a big spleen. It was a it was a big spleen that it, it, it had a hematoma form in there, oh. but not a cancer. And there was just all these sort of reactive spots around there from it. So yeah, wow. like just enormous, absolutely huge. Jeez. So so that was seven percent of its body weight that we removed in that surgery. That's incredible. It was a hematoma, like it didn't sort of burst. I exactly. Suppose, yeah. And bleed out. We, yeah. Which is the, which is the big risk with dogs when they've got splenic masses is because it is so full of blood. The one of the more common tumors is a what's called a hemangioma or hemangiosarcoma. 
sarcoma. That was what the first dog's one was, a hemangioma. So it was a benign one. So get in there and get rid of it and you're done. Um, but the hemangiosarcomas and the hemangiomas, because they're just full of blood and they get so thin-walled that dog runs around at the park, falls over, has something run into it, something like that, that dog will then start to bleed into its abdomen. And that's often how these dogs will present, isn't it? Where they present in, in shock, they've lost a lot of blood, and those dogs, when they're in when they're in shock, they've lost a lot of blood. Uh, you can still go and do the surgery, but it's a bit more, you know, a bit more risky, especially if they've got really low circulating red blood cells at the time. Exactly, so, it's a big yeah. risk, and then you potentially take a big fluid load out of them when exactly. you do the surgery as well, so they can go even shockier. Exactly, yeah, and yeah. Worse, so wow, mate. Yeah. So, so spleens, you can live without them, you know, but they they do serve a good purpose. But they don't. I think in humans, again, we're, we're, we are not you not human doctors, <laughs> but I remember hearing someone once saying about. Out that um, that in humans they don't like taking the spleen out, so they try and sort of save part of the spleen. But right. in, in dogs, we don't seem to have that much of an issue as far as immune suppression or anything like that. So we just you know go in there and get it out. It's a it's a good good surgery to do. It is a good surgery. Yeah, it's a good yeah. surgery on anatomy, isn't it? And tying blood vessels off. Well, yeah. There's um there's a, there's a, this new um sort of four tie splenectomy where you know if you can go in there and you tie four specific blood vessels that then you don't have to worry about tying them all off. The only problem is with these all of these dogs like so the first one was quite overweight so i couldn't find where those blood vessels were anyway the second one had its stomach that was stuck to its spleen oh, so yes. i had to go through and tie them off individually because i didn't want to run the risk of pulling any any of the other ones off and the third one had that many damn blood vessels on there it's like i just got just got to tie all these Which damn four? things off i'm only allowed four i'm only allowed four i've got i've got i've got, I've got three inches of suture material here and that's it <laughs> Boy, you know, talk about high pressure situation, Lewis. Oh, no. And that's um, why you're the super vet, mate. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but spleens, so it's a very interesting organ. They do some really, really good stuff. Um, uh, one of the owners uh, interestingly said to me, um, can we find out what it is before we actually go in and take the spleen out? And I said, look, yeah, it's an excellent question. And ideally, yes, you would. But the problem is, is if you're a, using the ultrasound and trying to pass a needle into the spleen to try and get a sample... If it is a cancer, then you're potentially going to track that cancer out through the through the uh, through the needle track. So you might then go in there and take the the cancer out, t- take the spleen out. But if you've left cancer cells in the you know in where the syringe where the needle's gone in. You're still leaving cancer behind, and that's and that's not good. Um, also, if these things are full of blood, and you go and poke a, a, a needle in something that's full of blood. It's not great. No. It's not great. No. You know, when that's... You, when that, you hit a big blood vessel, it doesn't go well either. No, 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 no. If these things have been holding onto a tender hook anyway, going and poking a big needle in there, yeah, it's not a, it's not a way of, uh, you know, easing your own heart rate anyway. Ten, so. Tender hook? Tender, tender hooks? Or tenter? Tenter, both. Tender. Tender. I'm sorry, I had a butcher, about te- about butcher analogy. Yeah, no. Tender hook. Tender hook, yeah. Spleen up on the, on the tender hook. The sweet meats. Yeah, the, the sweet, sweet meats, meats up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, sweet tender. meat thymus or... Anything is not oh, oh, anything, oh, and and so, anything kidney, that's yeah, spleen. right. Spleen, spleen's delicious, is it? Oh, there yeah, you go, yeah. particularly rabbits. <laughs> oh, there's, no, there's, there's, quite, there's, quite a, there's quite a large volume of spleen sitting at the lab at the moment, mate. If you can, it's been marinated in formal, oh, though, so oh. it's probably a little, probably a little tangy at the moment. And yeah. on that note, and on that note, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hi to all our vegan listeners out there. <laughs> yes, we appreciate your support, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I hope you can handle our jokes. 
Excellent. So, um, so yeah, we just want to do a little quick one to, today, just so that way, because we've, uh, you know, got a bit of uh, time. I think you're going to do a, um, a good one on uh, separation anxiety, maybe, in the well, next couple maybe. of weeks. We'll we're, see, we're we'll see what ho- happens. We are on holidays at the moment, school holidays, yes. so it's a short one this week, and then we might have a, a break. A small bites. Yeah, small bites, yeah. Two vets talk about small bites. Yeah, and we, we might... I might do might get to do one next week. I'm not really sure. It just depends. We're both on holidays. Um, but if um, I was thinking of doing a two vets talk pest minus one. All right. So yes. Just me talking. A solo. Yeah. A, so- a solo. Yeah, solo. Exactly, yes. Yeah. And uh, and uh, maybe on separation anxiety, possibly. So I might get around to that. Might not. Not really sure. Yeah. 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 How I'm going to go That's for time. Fine. And uh, but if you want me to do it, if I get a thousand messages. <laughs> <laughs> on all the socials saying, please do one on, on separation anxiety. Might encourage me to do a bit more. So get us on the socials, twovets.pets yeah. at gmail.com, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you know, Send us a message. Say, Lewis, please do this. Or, no, nah, we don't want that. Yeah. Have a week's break, guys. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> so we... If you want to support us, get on Patreon. Yes. Um, we, we'll, there'll be another, uh, we'll be doing another um, a few questions on there for this week at some stage. Yes. And uh, and, and otherwise, uh, send us a message. Absolutely. And tell some friends about it as well. Like, if you're liking the podcast, if you like what what you're hearing, if your friend's got a problem or a question with their animal, why not ask us for them and then tell them about it? Exactly. And then you can get them on and, uh, and have a listen. And so if the um, new lapel mic sounds absolutely bollocks, then let us know as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, but yeah, yeah tell, tell some friends. Leave us a good review on iTunes as well. That gets us up in the uh, up in the ratings, which is uh, always good. Gets uh, puts Mr. Apple uh, or gets Mr. Apple to put the podcast in front of uh, other people's eyes. So, which is uh, always good fun to get the word out. All so, right. and uh, and I'll see you next week, or if not, in two weeks' time. Absolutely. Scratch you later. Peace out, mate. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.